This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 558, recorded on January 12th, 2023. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. And of course, we post a show. There'll be a few tonight. Uh, we post a show with some world-class show notes out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Big thanks to Jay Franzi, who joined us last week. A fun conversation with Jay. I got to get him back a little more often. And so I appreciate Jay coming on as we talk about kind of the tech that's on your desk. And so we appreciate Jay coming out and doing that. And of course, big thanks to our Patreon subscribers who every single month make it happen here at the Average Guy Network. Appreciate you guys. If you want to join the team, uh, head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. I got just one $5 play. And if you want to join us out there uh, and appreciate it as well. John Maddox from Channels is back. John's a good friend of the show. And John, always great to see you. Welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks. Ah, thanks for having me. How are how are you? Let's catch up with you a little bit. How are things in your world? Uh, we've had you on several times, so let's get to figure out what's going on with you. It's good. Um, we've been, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've got a 10-year-old and a 6-year-old. How <laughs> how easy does that get? Um, uh, it, gets things are, it does get better. <laughs> and we enjoy better. every second of it. Yeah. Um, Everything's been pretty good. Uh, Channels has been going well. The community's been growing and getting more helpful all the time. It's one of the things we enjoy almost, you know, the most out of it is, um, you know, hearing people use it, helping, watching other people help other people use it, um, all that stuff. We had a pretty good year last year. We introduced a bunch of new stuff where we cleaned up a bunch of stuff and we're, you know, going at the pace we've always gone, which is not super fast, but just trying to make it as good as it can be. Well, we listen to as many people that use it as possible. Yeah. Well, listen, I got to thank you because my, I have not had to touch it once uh, in the <laughs> last, maybe year, maybe since the last time I had, I wish home. everybody told us that <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> my wife uses it. I mean, that's every night on that's her TV. She uses it way more than I do. I'm a football guy. So mm-hmm. we use it to stream uh, football out to the deck in the fall. And, and I watch some sports on it from time to time. I record this old house and some other things on it for me. But by far, my wife uh, streams it the most. And not once have I had to do anything. So whatever you guys are doing. I mean, we hear that a lot. And it's the case. And it, it's certainly the case for me. Uh, it, it's, um, you know, we put a lot of work into that. And a lot of it comes from our background and and, and, and making sure that things are stable. And we, yeah. and, and we also understand that, like, it's not a calculator. It's not a social network. It's TV. And as silly as it sounds, it's TV is really important infrastructure in a lot of people's houses. So yeah. Yeah. it has to work and it can't not work. So a lot of work has been put in to make sure that that happens. And, you know, things come up, but mostly it it doesn't crash up for anybody. Yeah. You know, bugs are bugs, but, you know, it works and people love that about it. It's one of their favorite things. It's, they say it all the time. I think this year we moved the storage from because we're using an, an NVIDIA Shield. 
and on Android TV. And I think I moved at some point early in the year, I moved the storage from a memory card to an actual SSD drive that's embedded mm-hmm. in a old Western digital case. So I kind of cobbled the thing together and put it in there. It's been working great. I haven't had to touch it. It's got plenty of space, plenty of room, does its thing and, and works well. What if you think about the year in review and you guys posted a year in review, by the way, let me remind for new listeners, maybe we have some folks who joined Home Gadget Geeks in the last year, <laughs> getchannels.com and that and channels is a DVR. If you're if you haven't caught up on that so far yet, it's how you watch TV and and lots of other we're going to talk about some other features that you guys have added since that. But you check it out, getchannels.com. What, what for you in the last year, what's been the most exciting thing on the radar? What have you enjoyed working with and what are, what are you excited about that you were able to add? Well, I mean, it sounds boring, but it was really a lot of the refinements that we did to a lot of things. In 2021, we, um, so this will be, this last November will be the fifth year that channels as a DVR has existed, the DVR system. Um, and for the first four years, we spent getting the most important features in there. And um, before we worked on some of the more snazzier, fun features, we wanted to get the base layer down. And by 2021, we got the base layer down. So last year, or um, not 2022, but 2021, we got to really have fun with the features. We added virtual channels. We added channel collections. We added um, uh, server-side settings. Um, and last year, we basically went and refined all of that stuff to make it even a little bit easier to build, make, or or use. So we just had a lot of quality of life improvements. For example, um, uh Channel collections is our way of letting you uh, group channels together. When you're viewing the guide in channels, you have a way to uh, pick sections, and each section has a different set of channels in it. When you first start using the app, we have pre-made sections for you for news, sports, kids, etc. And we use that based on what's currently airing and what their genres are because channels don't really have genres. So with channel collections we let you create your own groups so you can have dad's channels, mom's channels, sports channels, things like that. And those are hard coded channels. Well, this year, what we did was, is um, we kind of went back to the way we did it before by uh, using, uh, making it dynamic and reading what's currently airing and pulling those channels into your channel collection. Mm -hmm. So you can create rules on your channel collections. For example, if you were to make a channel collection, for sports, you probably have a pretty good idea of what channels are going to be there right off the bat, right? ESPN 1, 2, um, maybe Fox Sports 1, CBS Sports, stuff like that. If you were to make that, that's great. Well, if there's sports on CBS, they don't show up in your sports section. Mm-hmm. But with automatic channels, you can add, add a rule that says, also, any current airing that is a, a sports event, bring into this channel collection. So then now your channel collections are very dynamic and you can set all kinds of rules. You can set it by genre, by content type, like movies or sports. Uh, You can exclude some of your sources. A lot of our 
customers and fans have uh, many, many sources because you can pull in uh, your cable channels, your OTA channels, you can pull in Pluto channels, you can pull in all kinds of things. And sometimes you want to maybe exclude those. So you can get really deep into the configuring of it. And we did a lot of that last year where we, we've started becoming very customizable and letting you really craft your own TV experience. And we did even more of that last year. You have a very active community and I've signed up for, you know, to be on the list. I think I get an email that says, Hey, here's what's new. Here's what's new and what's happened since this certain time you mentioned Pluto and that when that first started, that kind of seemed to be, I mean, kind of iffy, but I'm hearing more and more of it. And, and it seems like it's showing up. Maybe they're doing some advertising or something like that. That's, that's one of many of those kinds of channels, but you mentioned it. Is that, is that something you're seeing in that space of getting more popular? So for our customer base, it sort of is for a couple of reasons. And this isn't to come off sound sassy or anything like that. And it's not an indictment and it's not critical, but our customer base is older than a normal 18 to 24 market. Right. And the first thing is, is because we're a DVR and DVRs are old, baby. They are not new anymore, right? right? It's an old tech. And so people like our age are looking to get to keep that DVR and nobody's really offering it. YouTube TV has recordings, stuff like that, but it's just not the DVR that people are used to. And so a lot of our customers are of, you know, in the in their 40s because they were 20 when they had DVRs. It was the hot thing. Well, if you look at what's on Pluto, it's filled with a whole bunch of content they can't get money and pay for or get sold anywhere else. Right. So they put it on Pluto in linear TV. And all of a sudden, you've got people in your 40s that are used to linear TV that want family ties. And it all sort of like it just rolls together. At least it, it certainly rolls together for our customer base. And ha- so having Pluto in there with the ability to even record it is a big deal. And they they really love it. Are there other channels out there like Pluto that that I, that I'm not familiar with that you guys are that would fill, fall into that same category? So this is actually, um, you know, I don't know how much you follow the business of streaming, but last year was a really big deal yeah. between things getting great and falling apart all at the same time. <laughs> 2023 is going to be a real reckoning for the streaming companies that all these production and distributors that made their own streaming services like they're. They're all losing money and they all have to figure out how they're going to really make this work because they, they, for the last two years, they've spent a lot of money on it. One of the things that has been happening while streaming is getting big is these things called fast services. And that's what Pluto is considered. Um, I, the, 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 what the acronym stands for, it's escaping me now. It's, um, it's free ad supported television. There you go. Fast. So Pluto licenses stuff out, throws ads in it. Puts it on as linear TV, makes it free. It it and it worked for them for a while. CBS bought them. It's been really successful, and so you're starting to see more of these. Mm. Plex, Plex has their own. Samsung has their own. Almost every TV company that has a smart platform, like their own, has their own. And basically, they're just buying and they're just buying these channels, and they're just they're just bundling them together and giving away for free, and they supported by ads and you know most people at a certain age are used to it and they it pairs well with ota if all you've got is an antenna mm-hmm. right 
And you get the network shows. You get a little bit of football, right? You get <laughs> yeah. the award shows. You get no ESPN, TV. which is no ESPN. No ESPN. Don't get Monday Night Football. Well, sometimes you get Monday Night Football. If they or all the college stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and if you then pair um, Pluto with it, sometimes people are just looking for stuff to watch. They're not looking for a certain thing to watch. And Pluto offers a lot of stuff, and they cycle a lot of stuff out. Like if you're looking for a lot of reruns of CSI or or game shows or or um, you know a lot of this stuff, a lot of people are going to hear and go, "That sounds awful and boring." But there's just as many people that are are, are grateful for it, and it's all free. And so- it's a great place for content to land as well. Like, who is buying Family Ties episodes from from iTunes? Probably nobody. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. And you can go with channels, right? I could go in and record the whole, I mean, I could get a whole, the whole, the whole shebang over, uh, and they, they seem those channels, they seem to run them, you know, like Pluto, they seem to binge run them. So like they just run them. Hey, here's the next 17 episodes of CSI Miami. Well, it's not just that the channel is CSI Miami. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Like the channel is family ties. It's the family ties channel. Which is something we did with channels last year. Something we've wanted to do for years and years and years, which is how virtual channels work. You can take your recordings. If you've got all the Seinfelds recorded, you can, with a click of a button, create a channel that lives in your guide that does nothing but playback your Seinfelds. Mm, It skips the commercials. It does everything. And people are loving that. And we put a lot of work into it this year to make it a lot better. How how are you feeling? You know, commercial skipping has always been that's kind of the 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 golden ticket on these, right? We uh, media center uh, before Plex before channels. Those are kind of the for me. That's the progression of of how I've used these. How are you feeling about your media? The uh, your 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 skipping your channel skipping, or I'm sorry, uh, commercial skipping. And what kind of feedback are you getting on it? We, it's, it's, it's funny because it depends on what you watch some networks and it does tend to be network based get can, uh, our commercial skipping works better for some networks than it does for others. And, um, I recorded all of the law and orders, which you can imagine if you have cable, you know, that it probably didn't take that long, (laughs) but I actually did that. A couple of years ago, I was working on a new design for our um, our show view inside the app, and I needed a ton of uh, uh, episodes of a TV show. So I just set it to record every law order. Well, since then, I've been watching every single one of them, <laughs> and they were they were all down. They were all um, recorded from the Sundance Channel. The commercial skipping on it's perfect. It's consistent mm. and it's expected, and you, you can it, it, the expectations are set really well. Um, some other channels. Like Bravo, it sometimes just doesn't work as well. So it's kind of hit or miss. So we've got a lot of customers that are like, the commercial skipping is the best feature. It's incredible. I can't believe how perfect it is. And then we have some people that say, it doesn't work. I wish it was better. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that person. Um, we do. But it, it's 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 very hard to nail down. And I think that um, where it's at now, it's a pretty happy medium. Most importantly is the way we handle commercial skipping. For example, we don't remove the commercials because we know it's not perfect. The last thing we're going to do is do a destructive action so that if we accidentally remove part of the show, you can't get it back. So commercials are never removed. What happens is, is our player 
see knows where the commercial blocks are and can skip through it. And we have multiple options. We have the the default is we just show a button that says skip commercial. You click the button, you skip mm-hmm, the commercial. Mm-hmm, if it's not mm-hmm. a commercial, don't click the button, right? If you're pretty confident and you use it a lot and you it, it's okay, you can turn on an automatic commercial skip. That's what I do. Um, are there times that it is wrong or skips ahead too soon or too late? Yeah, but we have put things in place to make sure that you can correct it without uh, falling into like a trap. For example, if you have automatic commercial skip on, the second the playhead turn, moves into one of those blocks, it skips. Well, if it was wrong and you go back, we know you've already gone through it, so we don't auto skip again. Mm-hmm. Because if we did, it would just be this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of stuff like that to make sure that, like, you know, if it doesn't work, it's not going to like wreck you. And and all that stuff goes into, I think, why people like channels a lot. They don't know mm-hmm. why. Software is hard. When you get it right, mm-hmm. nobody knows why. They just like it, and nobody tells you. When you get it wrong, everybody tells you. How do you? I mean. I think about the way YouTube finds copyrighted content insider videos with actually, I don't know how they do it. Some kind of signature or something, right? Code. Is there something similar on the commercial side where you can kind of detect the signature of a commercial? I mean, let's be honest on some of those, we were just talking about Pluto and they run the same commercials over and over and over. Is there any way to take advantage of that? Or can you, How's the magic? And I'm not, you know, I don't want you to dissect the code, but is there an easy way to detect commercials or is it really, really hard? Well, there's a couple of things that you can do. There's a lot of patterns that TV programs do. For example, they fade to black to go to a commercial. Mm. That's one of them. Another thing is, is when they come back from a commercial, commercial, they have a bug in the corner, right? Whether it says TV 14 or ABC mm-hmm. or things like that. Mm-hmm. So those are the two like easiest ones. But then there's a lot of other things. And um, I'll give you an example of when uh, our commercial skipping gets absolutely uh, uh, ruined is if you have a weather warning and you've got a scroll at the bottom of the screen. That will break it every single time because it messes up all the patterns that it's looking for. So there's lots of little patterns here and there, which as from what I just said, you can imagine why it's easy to get it wrong or, or, or not get it right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the in here in the Midwest, we get a lot of those, especially in the spring, summer, and fall. We get a mm-hmm. lot of those weather warnings, and and I imagine, and then sometimes the weather guy breaks in, the show keeps running, you know, in a screen. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the weather guy breaks in for a few minutes, or gal breaks in for a few minutes, goes back. I imagine that is impossible to. Uh, yeah, that's to discover, I mean, right. Hey, the show's still on. Why should we skip through? <laughs> right. No, uh, for sure. I mentioned early in the show that I had I had moved um, my instance from, uh, or I had it on my Nvidia Shield. I did remember. I like I mess with this so little. This is a good and a bad thing. <laughs> Over the summer, I moved it to a PC. So yeah, I, I remember you saying that you moved yeah, it to a Windows box. Yeah, yeah. So I did move it to a Windows box, and and it's been fantastic since. What are you finding, like? How because you you have some idea of how people are using this and what kind of platforms they're on. Last time you were on, last I think it was October of 2021. You guys had just kind of released the new, I think it was for the for the was it for Apple that for the for the um now that the I M1. Say that, yeah uh yeah, channels five oh for Apple TV and iOS had just come out. What are you what are you seeing since then over the last year? 
does the usage of devices, the way people use it, does that change very much or does that stay pretty consistent? And what's we have the best a lot of, platform? So we've got a lot of people that came from Fire Sticks and moved to Apple TVs. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first one is, is and uh, my apologies to all Fire Stick lovers out there. <laughs> now I've got it's a couple. Not, a couple. It's not very good hardware. It's yes, loss yes. leader hardware. Like they, 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 they sell it as cheap as they can to get people on the platform. They make it back in ads um, and not in a good way. Like Xboxes sell for cheap to make it back in video game software. Um, the hardware is just not as good. And so what we've seen is, is a lot of our customers are moving to the Apple TV because the Apple TV, while m- way more expensive than everything else, although much cheaper now since they were introduced the last one, um, it's just stronger hardware with less ads. And um, our customers, at least on our community, who are clearly not the same as um, people that are just using it and minding their own business, they're clearly enthusiasts, um, but they're highly invested in channels. And if they found that if they're going to be so invested in channels, it's worth having uh, the better piece of hardware for it. We also develop for Apple TV first and then port everything over. And so if you're on Apple TV, you're going to get the features sooner than uh, you will on um, an Android TV or a Fire TV. Yeah, you mentioned uh, last time you were on, you, you were on 5.0. Android was 4.0 at the time. You're at 5.5 and 4.5 on the Android. Does that stay pretty consistent? And and do you think, uh, we'll, let, we'll let John come back here. I think something, hopefully he didn't drop his drink on his laptop. Let's see if we can get him back here one second. There I'm he here. is. Never... Back. I'm here. <laughs> what <Yeah>. happened? <laughs> I hit command arrow. <laughs> no worries. Back in my browser, but the wrong browser was focused. Yeah, no, no worries. So okay. your your quick. five your five yeah, no, it's great. Five that's the fastest anybody's ever come back to uh to the show. Well, I just clicked an arrow. Yeah, nice. <laughs> five, five, five point five on the Apple side, four point five on the Android side. On the Android side, but when you think about the the parity between the two, are they pretty close? They're pretty close. We did uh, uh we we add, we did a lot this year and this summer to get them even closer. Um, on later, which is our feature that allows you to browse um what's coming on later in your guide. For example, a, a lot of our fans were just having to they were they were scrolling through the guide on channels to see finding other stuff to record. Um, and we, we thought that was silly. We're like, why don't you just search? And their answer was simple. It was, I don't know what I want to record. I just, I'm looking for things to like record so that later I have stuff. And so we built this feature called on later that basically just pulls things from your guide, like by your guide, I mean the database and presents it in a way that's browsable. So you can see what things that are on tonight. You can see, uh, all the new shows that are coming on this week, like literally new shows that have never aired before that are coming on uh, the new seasons. You can browse. You can literally see all the movies that are in your guide in a movie section. You can see all the sports and stuff like that. So, for example, that wasn't on Android for quite some time. But this year we got it on there. So Android got put on there. Um, library collections weren't on there. Um, uh, we had added. um the ability to import videos earlier this year or last year, um, which is uh, 
different than movies and TV shows. Movies and TV shows, you can add to channels and we index them and we grab metadata from other sources and give you pretty pictures and things like that. Well, with videos, we can't really do that. We have, so we had to add a way to let you add home videos so that um, if you wanted them in channels, you could get them there. We also had to add metadata metadata editing abilities we, we never let you do that before so now you can go in and you can change all the title descriptions cast tags all that stuff including the ability to upload art and apply art to different things and that work that applies to movies and tv shows but videos needed it the most because when you add you know bill's birthday like there's nothing else that we can do to make it look nice in channels, but yeah. now you can go in there and you can add a bunch of stuff. So that got added to Android as well, as well as um, MPA TV ratings and um, automatic channels. I'm just kind of looking yeah. uh, at the list, but um, uh, playback speed got added last year. And so that got added to Android. So one thing that people really wanted, which is um, the, 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 one of the reasons when we decided to do a DVR, the first thing we did was we propped up discourse as a community and posted and said, Hey, we're making a DVR because we knew that we were never going to do this without everybody else. And we not only did we want to have community involvement, we knew we were going to need it. And um, one perfect example is people asking for playback speed. People were demanding, I need, I need to be able to play back in 1.5 X, you know? And I thought it was crazy. Like I don't, I'm not going to watch a TV show at 1.5 X, but people are watching things. I don't watch that. They want to watch faster. A lot of people watch baseball at 1.5 X, which honestly sounds like a great idea. That's a really um, good idea. Maybe two times. <laughs> they're a very long games. Yeah. So we, yeah. we got that added to Android. And um, last year we also made it so that you can make it a setting on a show. So while playback speed was something you'd have to adjust every time you played something, well, we added it as an option to a show. So if you have a certain show, or for example, um, MLB baseball, every time you turn a recording on from baseball, it will use that set recording speed or playback speed. So that's yeah, something I never would have thought of if we yeah. didn't have um, the feedback that we have. Well, we listen to podcasts that way. My kind of kind of makes sense, right? A lot of folks, I yep. mean, I think I listen to everything at 1.4, you know, 1.3, something along those depends on the, who it is, you know, and you can set it. It's the, the, so that kind of makes sense. I, I'd gotten into the habit on YouTube of just, you know, hitting the, the, the arrow, like, okay, I, I, oh, yeah. let's, do do you know clicking the button to get through i it. know what you're about to do for 45 seconds and i don't need to, to watch <laughs> i don't it. i don't want to see it like <laughs> let's just get through the thing you from a platform perspective you know you're on raspberry pi mac os windows and linux right from an as you're on synology qnap uh my cloud from western digital netgear seagate unray free nas nvidia shield and then you got a docker available as well is there a platform that you don't cover as i was looking at this list i'm like is there something you're not covering or is there something in the future that you're hoping to get to that seems i i couldn't i couldn't figure out anything different the only problem we have is that tv everywhere the ability to um mm -hmm. uh authenticate mm -hmm. and 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 get those channels doesn't exist on um on 32-bit arm chips okay which Basically, this point is like super old NAS devices. Yeah, everything else is either running a 64-bit uh, uh, ARM chip, 
Uh, but most NAS devices have moved to like uh, real low power Celeron um, x86 chips, which okay. work fantastically. But um, platform wise, I mean, I'm sure there's something out there that I don't know about that like somebody thinks is ridiculous that we're not on. But uh, we try to be on, you know, everywhere. We want to be on. We want. We want to. We want to make sure the server works on something that you already have, mm-hmm. not just like here's what you need to go buy. You should be able to find it on a Friday night and get excited, install it, and be watching TV and recording in an hour. Less than that. Yeah, no, it's super fast. I've set it up several times that way, and you get it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch. You know, devices. Let's get this done in an afternoon. Not even that. You kind of have. We done. have people that have that a lot because mm-hmm. what happens is, is if you have all those choices, you start playing around. Like, well, I don't know where I want to host this. Yeah. Well, I have found. I have found. I like it better not on the bottom. You know, not even the Nvidia Shield was not quite enough. I wanted a little bit more. I, you know, I ended up putting on a Core i7 <clears> PC. <throat> which was just fine. I don't have a GPU on there. Although this year, this fall, I built a pretty nice, you know, AMD Ryzen 5. It's got a 3060, you know, TI uh, card in it. Uh, If I did run this on a kind of a gaming rig, would it take advantage of the GPU? I mean, how many people, I mean, mean, how many transcoded streams are you going to do? You know what I mean? That's the only thing. Um, the the only thing that uses CPU other than transcoding is Comskip, and that's not going to take advantage of a GPU B, GPU anyway. So, okay. um, if you're, we, we did we did recently do some extra work to get the transcoding working really well on the M1 uh, Apple mm-hmm. hardware, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're aware, but one of the uh, the big deals in the M1 architecture the SOC, the system on a chip, is their encoder. And their encoder is a little bit different than just QuickSync on an Intel chip. And their encoder is bananas. Like, it is really bananas. It's really fast. And we got it working really fast. But most people don't really need that. And you can have a 6th gen um, i5 from years ago and the QuickSync you know, transcoding yeah. stuff yeah. works just fine. And if you're just at home, you don't need transcoding. It doesn't right. transcode right. it. It does full right. quality. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't convert it at the client. We don't do anything. The client plays it back like normal. It's, you know, it was years ago we had to do that stuff, but now, you know, the, these devices are fast enough that we don't have to do any of that. Yeah. I think I'm running it on a core i seven forty seven seventy which is maybe 10 years old and it actually works just great. That's been, it's weird that that's 10 years old. I, isn't that crazy to think? I think yeah. it's eight, maybe eight or nine or 10 years, something like that. And you think, yeah, Ooh, that's been a while, but no, it runs just great. And, and so, Hey, so John, you mentioned like, I mean, since in the last couple of years, you know, YouTube TV has come on. I mean, we have obliterated the cut, the, you know, the cut the cord culture has obliterated everything. We got all these options now with Peacock and Paramount and all these various options. I mean, the streaming options have become, I know we wanted choice, but did we want this much choice? Do you see that consolidating at some point? And I'm I'm assuming you still want to be on the front end of this, being able to give everyone access to everything they have subscriptions to or as much as you possibly can. Can you talk a little bit about the industry as you see it? 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of talk. The, the biggest buzz, you know, pull quote is streaming's just turning into a cable bundle. It costs just as much money and yeah. you're going to have to buy three different streaming services a month and if you want to get what you want. Um, I think that I think choice is going away a little bit more. I, in the heyday of Netflix as being the only streaming service out, everybody else was putting their stuff on Netflix because it was a way to make money from stuff that was sitting on a shelf. And that worked great and everybody loved it. People decided that they could start cutting cords and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Well, all that stuff got pulled out. Everybody's working on their own uh, content. Um, I don't know if we're any better off. I'm all, My perspective is different too. Because in this conversation, almost 90% of the time, all people are doing is talking about content and how much they paid for it. And I like experience. And what I'm concerned with is like, is it, is it a good experience to use YouTube TV? I do not think it is. I think it is a terrible app and seeking it and it is bad. And next year when NFL fans have Sunday ticket through it and they're seeking around a game, they're going to be really upset mm. and they're going to wish they had direct TV back. Mm. I hope that these things can change. I hope that these things can stop feeling like websites inside of streaming boxes and feel more. I mean, I don't think that the YouTube TV app is any better than a Comcast Comcast X one box. Mm-hmm. People have spent a decade talking about how bad cable boxes are. And I honestly think that a lot of cable boxes have caught up and the experience is better than streaming apps. Mm-hmm. The streaming apps are built once to work on multiple apps. None of them work great on one device because they have, because they want to build once or write once and build everywhere. Right. And the experience isn't custom. It, it's, there's no settings there's no opinions it's they're all built for the lowest common denominator which is something that we're just trying not to do and i'm not saying that we're doing a better job our their job is very hard um but their target market is like 100 million people and we're not even close to that right i mean right. we're just we just want to give people a a, a a customizable experience if if i'll give you an example a couple months ago we added a setting so that so previously if you seek if you were to click the button to seek forward and back we showed the timeline it's what everything's done forever it's what you want to you want to see how far it's going you want to see the time you want to see all that well sports fans hate it because they go back and it immediately covers the score and the play and everything like that and they're like can you please stop doing this and we're like well we can't really stop doing this because then people that are used to it don't have it so i i made it a setting i made it it's a it's a setting and not only is it a setting it's a setting for regular tv it's a setting for sports and it's a setting for movies so now you can go in and you can decide when i'm seeking in sports does the timeline show no and i if you're seeking in movies it does if you're seeking in things that aren't sports that's everything else Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything that's not a movie or sports right and so we are trying to create a, a a a an experience that that fits people as well as it can. And I went, I went off on a tangent a little bit there, but I'm not sure. I I don't know what's happening. I can tell you right now, if channels went away, 
for some reason. Like it, like it just wasn't here. I love it as much as everybody else does, and I don't know what I would use for TV. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm, the with, you. I'm on, with you. The cable bundle works. It's all in one app. Yeah, right. It's tough, yeah. but it's like, what do people want? Do you want a hundred channels or do you want a hundred shows? It's it's different for everybody, and I don't think people have the choice they thought that they were going to have. But it's all bundled. Well, I think it's more complicated than I think we thought it would be. You know, my granddaughter comes over and like, oh, she wants to watch dinosaurs. Well, okay, what's that on? Well, it's on Disney Plus. Okay, so let me fire up the shield, get it, get in. You know, okay, Disney Plus. Then roll through. You know, now we watch it often enough that it shows up pretty quickly as is a favorite or what we watched, but it it's a lot of, I mean, it's a little bit, of, it's turned me. I mean, I, I watch mostly sports on channels, but the rest of my content, I really kind of just get through YouTube. And to me that makes, it serves it up. And I think you guys are doing this. If I was watching more TV t- uh, content, I think I would see more of that kind of experience on channels where, Hey, the things I'm watching more often are making their way to for more we, we, we have a, a feature called up next and it's at the yeah. top of your library you can also create yeah. put it as a whole section in your uh, sidebar navigation um basically what happens is it just it 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 takes what you've watched and suggests next thing so if you watch the west wing and like say you're doing another run through the west wing well if you watch season two episode four well the next thing it suggests is season two episode five and it does that for all the shows but it does it based on time. So if you if if you haven't watched West Wing for a while, everything else that you should watch next starts to get in front of it. And so the idea is, is if you're not watching West Wing anymore, it sort of drifts to the back. So in all the stuff you are watching gets pushed to the front. And so instead of having to dig through navigation and hierarchy, the idea is that it tells you what you should watch next. Mm-hmm. And it's it's and I always say that I hate that term. It's not telling you what to watch next. It's trying to get you to what you want to watch next quicker by saying, "Here it is." Don't go to the show section and then the name of the show yeah. and then yeah, the yeah. season and then the episode. You know, it's just here it is, ready for you. And we put it up front, and nobody else does. They put it like three bars below. Yeah, I know. And I, I appreciate that. I, that, that actually, that's a one feature of YouTube that really works well for me uh, on the, you know, as I just think about the way I use a standard version of YouTube, um, uh, that part works really, really well for me. I also know when I go into watch sports, I've got that, I've got the, um, the guide memorized. <laughs> I could almost tell you like how many clicks, what are the clicks and how many to get to ABC or CBS or NBC or Fox to be able to get to those channels. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, we put the um, we we put the TV. I bought a TV just for the deck this year, and so now I've got a deck TV to watch sports on out nice. there. And and John, that's that is just magical. Like I, there's nothing like getting in there <laughs> and sitting on the deck, TVs blaring, watching sports out there, and a great experience. I I, I remember um uh you know being able to be out there, and somebody's like. Hey, could we, I think the world series was on and we were having a party out on the deck and someone was like, can we watch the world series instead? Sure. Go over, click <laughs> around, just boom. We're on it. Uh, we're doing it from the deck. So it was nice. Um, it's, I'm on, um Oh, go ahead. It, I was going to say, you know, now that's doesn't seem that crazy, 
But when we first shipped channels and we didn't have a DVR system, we were just an app that read from an HD home run um, seven years ago. Uh, the world was different. Mm-hmm. And one of our pitches was TV anywhere in the house. And that meant if you pick up a TV and move it to a room that never had TV before, you know, before you couldn't do that. Well, is there a cable box there? Is there a coax jack? Like, right. how do you get TV there? Like, how are you going to do that? And the fact that channels was just over Wi-Fi, all you needed to make sure the, the streaming box was attached. You could put it on the deck. You could, you know, uh, you could have temporary TVs. It, it was, it was, a, it was really cool. Yeah. I need to run. I keep thinking I need to run. Um, I've got a shed that I've turned into a smoke shack for cigars and I need to figure out how to get the Wi-Fi strong enough all the way out there. Usually when I'm out there. Bury a cable. <laughs> run yeah. ethernet. Yeah. yeah. Crack the well, ground. No, you're right. Dig, dig a trench, <laughs> put power in, put ethernet out there. Um, I'm on the $8 plan uh, for the monthly plan. Uh, um there, there used to be talk to talk to me a little bit about pricing. It doesn't seem like you've changed. I mean, everybody's raised their price, but it seems I, I was just on the site. It's still, it's still eight dollars. What, what, you guys? It's inflation. What's going on over there? <laughs> well, you know, we've spent the last couple of years. Like, I think that when we first started, we 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 priced ourselves high, and a lot of people complained about that. But mm-hmm. we knew what, that we had a lot of value to deliver, and we used it to as a pretty good driving force of building features and stuff like that. So. You know, we've spent the last few years, um, uh, uh, you know, getting to the $8 and we think we're like there and, you know, it's uh, not something we've, we're really trying to mess with right now. We're trying to get the, the product as good as possible and get more people interested in it. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's been a nice, everything else has gone up on me and, and I uh, keep the bill comes in. I'm like, oh, it's $8 well, this month. That's awesome. Fortunately, <laughs> we're not, we're not spending $80 billion a year on, on, uh, content. No, right. No, it's kind of nice just to be the, just to be the ones displaying it. couple uh, comments coming in from the chat room. Let's get to those. So Tony says, uh, my Chromecast can be laggy. We were talking about equipment and I think anytime, you know, you're in the fire stick or the Chromecast or whatever, you, you're right. Right. Those are, would the exception be Apple TV on that? And is there one, Always to Apple TV, that would be that would here's be the thing about the Apple TV. There's a couple of reasons why it works better with channels. The first one is is it's got a lot of storage. Like we buffer on the client. So if you've got a fire stick and there's only a gig and a half free, we're only going to be able to use a gig of it. That means you're only going to be able to have a buffer for about five to ten minutes. And that's not a very good experience. A lot of people have added um flash drives to it, and that works so that you could have a little bit more storage, but that's sort of, you know, a kind of a hack. Whereas Apple TVs, as of today, they come with a standard storage size of 64 gigs. That's And that's honestly bizarre. Like, I don't know why they ever came with a lot of storage. <laughs> yeah. um, but, um, but they will. And so you're going to have a lot of headroom there. Uh, the other thing of headroom you're going to have is that the CPUs and the Apple TVs are bananas. They're just like so much faster than um what's in the fire stick the fire sticks and the chromecasts are using um really low-end cheap uh media tech hardware apple's using chips that they're pulling out of shoe boxes because they're selling so many iphones you know mm-hmm. i mean they're selling chips that were um that were paid for manufacturing wise like four years ago 
because they sell so many devices. And so they're in a really good position to be able to put better hardware in. And they also aren't, you know, they're, they have different incentives and values where Amazon and Google are always looking for market share. Look at the news about the Alexa uh, uh, organization. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, these Amazon. things have never yeah. made money. Right. You know, they've employed right. people. That's great. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, like. Huge loss leader for them in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, well, you know, but it just seems to me that in tech right now, we've got these categories, categories that are loss leaders. Right. They don't ever make money. Right. Yeah, at a certain point, something's got to make money. And they're just mm-hmm. really just seem to be there to make sure that somebody else doesn't win. I don't think Google cares about Google Home. No. Well, they just no. did it yeah, because um, Amazon did it and they the didn't sp- want to see ground to Amazon. Maybe a small division thinking, hey, this could be something we don't want to miss out on this. We'll have to see where this goes. But, you know, n- maybe their heart was never really in it, you know, t- a type deal where you had to Google. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Their heart's been never in anything but search ads. Well, search and advertising, right? Um, mm-hmm. Bri- Brian in the chat says, yeah, he purchased an Apple TV within the last year to replace some of my Fire Sticks. Glad he made the move. Bob asks, Apple TV and NVIDIA Shield, we talked about, it used to be there was one app it seemed like that you would pay for. Is that, where where are you guys at on the app side? Uh, we still have that. We've so. tried to re, we tried to rebrand it last year to make it a little bit more clear. It's called HD Home. It's called Channels for HD Home Run because it only works with the HD Home Runs. Twenty five bucks, you buy it, you get a live TV buffer. Works great if all you're looking for is a way to watch a little bit of football or the award shows when they're on network TV or things like that. It's a great solution. You buy it once, you get twenty four hours of guide data. You get to pause and rewind and fast forward. It's great. If you're a big TV watcher, you you want to go with uh, the DVR product for sure. Um, as far as NVIDIA and Apple TV being the premium options, uh, the shield's getting a little long in the tooth, I believe. It kind of um, I mean, kinda I mean the, the, but you know, it, the shield's good. The shield TV's good. And you only need so much power to run channels. Yeah. It's not like having more power makes channels more better. But um, that A15 Apple TV is like real fast compared to everything yeah. else now. Yeah. It made a big difference for us when I moved it off of the Shield, put it on the PC, and we just used the yeah. Shield for playback. That Again, if you're invested awesome. in channels, yeah. you, it's worth investing in channels. Yeah. No, right that's on. what we try to tell people. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's not so much. And a lot of people will move from the shield. The shield's great. If you're one person and that's it in an apartment, it's already there. You install it, you're done and yeah. you never have any problems. But if you're running three TVs, recording a lot, it's worth bumping up to something else. Yeah, no, I think so. I agree. John, anything, uh, I want to ask you an off topic question, completely off topic question. But before we go to that, Anything else you're super proud of or you wanna you wanna talk about from a channel's perspective, anything that I missed from from that folks need to know about, especially this community. Remember, this is a community that grew up out of Media Center. We all moved to mm-hmm. Plex. Some of us are still running Plex and some of those pieces. So anything else you want to add before I uh, I move on? Um, I don't think so. I think I've said a lot. Um I I'd, I'd love to take the time to thank everybody that uses channels and helps us out and 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 emails us and posts on the community. We my partners and I came from open source. We worked at GitHub early because we were open source guys and we've been in open source forever. 
we sort of we make a joke about the way we develop channels out in the open that we don't have we don't know any other way to do it right like we we really feel like we operate this even though it's not an open source project we involve the community and care about them um a ton and it, they are so helpful and one of the things i want to um thank everybody for is that we routinely get comments or we see comments on reddit or somewhere else to say um that you know they'll 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 say what our product is they'll say how much it costs and then they'll immediately try to defend it because a lot of people think it's thinks that it's expensive and they'll tell us that the developer sorts the supports the best they've ever had which that means everything to us because we work really hard and not only do we want things to work for everybody and we want to make sure everybody you know is happy but we want to we like to be involved and the other thing they say is how great the community is. We had somebody that say that this is the greatest community that they've ever been a part of. Everybody was very helpful. Nobody was snarky. We get a little snark here and there, but frankly, I like it that way. It needs to have, <laughs> there needs to be a little bit of edge to things yeah, to keep it passion, fun. A little passion. Yeah. And, um, and I just want to thank everybody that uses the software and gives us feedback because there's, there's a lot of things we wouldn't have done without them. Anything in 2023 you're excited about is that's coming that you let the community know. I'm not looking for secrets, but more, any, more better things. Okay. More, more of, more of what you're doing, even better. It is a great community yeah. and I don't spend a ton of time out there, but whenever I've been trying to look something up or trying to figure some things out or what's the best way to configure this uh, always been super helpful. So thanks for developing a great community. That's pretty, that's pretty awesome. It's good. And thanks for coming thanks. back and, and talking about it, I, I think it's the best $8 I spend because I, I don't get any feedback. <laughs> like It's a big deal. You know, I, I've said this before on this show. It was uh, um, yeah. um, family satisfaction yeah. is important to us. Like yeah. I, the, 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 the spousal acceptance, acceptance factor has, uh, is a nerdy thing mm -hmm. and sometimes rude thing, but it's always lived in the media center world. I, yeah. I think yeah. I learned it there. And For it's sure. true because most, most of it was never that good. And so, yeah. And um, uh, we, we always wanted it to be good for the whole family. That's why our homepage says it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Jay, don't go anywhere. Jay, I guess from last week saying, hey, great show. I got to go. Thank you. Don't leave, Jay. I got a question. I got one more question for John before I let him go. So, John, over the holidays, I, I built him kind of a pretty, I wouldn't say monster, but a pretty nice gaming rig. And the whole purpose of it was really to host VR. And so I picked mm -hmm. up one of the MetaQuest 2 VR rigs. As we think about what are you thinking about, you know, you get into that thing and it's a media, I mean, it could be a media <clears throat> juggernaut for delivering all that same content in a way that's literally immersive <laughs> and, and you're right there with it. Are you guys looking in, in this space? I mean, VR has been struggling for the last 10 years. We've been talking about it for a long time. And really that, that killer app we had, um, uh, we had the guy from, uh, we had a Mac guy on here and he was like, you know, still, there's still no killer app with that. What do you, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on VR? Maybe both, both personal as you see the space and then how does it, does it relate to this and what you guys are doing with channels? So I'll I'll throw some context down. I just powered up my Quest 2 so that my kids could play it last week for the first time in maybe 8 months. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it updated from version 32 to 47 or something like that. It, mm-hmm. um, it was very out of date because we don't use it. I don't use it and using it with them is hard because it's impossible to help somebody in VR. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, um, the software was really good. Like I was really surprised at how refined it was. And I was very impressed, but I can't stand the hardware. Like I don't like putting it on. It feels too hard. And I may not be a good person to ask this because I'm, you know, in my forties, but once you hit a certain age, some things are a lot to ask, right? Like (laughs) I remember in 2017, I never wanted to like, just start, I just never wanted to, it was the evening and I knew I, I kind of wanted to play Zelda on my switch, but I, I just mm-hmm. never turned it on. And then there was those nights that I turned it on and I played it for four hours, mm-hmm. but cause sometimes it's just hard to just get past a certain thing and putting that headset on is just awful. And I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hot and sweaty and blah, blah, blah. Now something I got last fall have you seen these in real airs, these AR Mm-mm. glasses? Mm-mm. Okay, no, so they call them AR glasses, and these are cheaper and are less functional than their other product, which has, I think, six degrees of freedom and like will track and stuff like that. But these are simple glasses. They look almost like this. They look practically like regular glasses like this. And you put them on, and they've got a USB-C cable that goes from here to anything you plug into. You can plug it into a Steam Deck. You can, which is which has become like it's piggybacking on the success of the Steam Deck right now, but you plug it into that, or you can plug it into an iPad, and it projects a screen. It's got little OLED screens inside, and you get a screen that's about the size of a 27-inch monitor this far away from a desk. Mm. That mm. doesn't sound very big, but that's how big an 85-inch TV is when you're sitting on a couch, and it's twice as sharp as um you've probably watched video in um the quest 2 um mm-hmm. the screen door mm-hmm. effect is not gone yet on mm-hmm. the quest 2 mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. there and it really ruins mm-hmm. the experience these do not have the screen door effect it's a solid crisp picture now we went to orlando and one of the things i did was i pulled these i said to my wife i said are you ready for this are you ready for your passenger your your lovely husband passenger when he pulls out his AR glasses on the airplane to watch his TV show. <laughs> and yeah. I plugged them into my little iPad mini and I put them on. And like your your eyes are funny things. It takes a while to get used to things sometimes. But once I settled in, booyah. I mean, it was a crisp screen and I just sat in the airplane and watched and it was great. It was great. I watched a couple of Law and Orders. I watched some Curb Your Enthusiasms, and um, it, uh, it it worked really great. Now those glasses are AR glasses because if you saw in this in his screenshot, he was just showing they have black covers that darken it. If you take those covers off, you can see through it, so you are still aware. See with the, with the lenses, you can be aware of everybody around you. Where in mm-hmm. VR, you were lost to the world. Yeah. Well, I I we I talk with the kids about like would you take this on an airplane to watch a movie with like, no. put that on your head? I mean, I might try. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. It's yeah. So it's, it's heavy. It's heavy for sure. These glasses are yeah. interesting. They're it, the, the, the one thing. And it, it's, it's like, if the engineers heard me say it, they'd probably roll their eyes and be like, I know um, the screen's fixed. 
right? Because they don't have any tech to like be able to right. keep it static right. so that you can move your head and it stays. But eventually we'll get there. And I believe their other glasses or even their software that runs on Android can do it. But if you just get video out from something, it can't. It's fixed. And it's kind of noticeable. You immediately sort of say, oh, I really wish this was fixed. Because if you move <laughs> a lot and it goes with you, yeah. it doesn't feel as natural. And if it was fixed, it'd feel great. But on an airplane, you're pretty fixed anyways. Like you're not moving anywhere. So yeah, you're, you're not stuck. moving. You're not moving your head your, around. Your head's not even moving. It, it worked well. It's going to happen. $379. So about, that's about what I paid for the, for the, uh, the, well, not Oculus meta, sorry, trying to re, re, relearn the terminology meta quest Two. uh, what's available there. Yeah. would be a lot different. I mean, now are, can you, I'm, I'm assuming it's pairing with your phone and using your phone's processor, right? Yeah. I'll also caveat it with the fact that like, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the, the quest does a lot the quest yeah, is does. a platform it yeah. is yeah. as a store it has a yep. social thing it has games it has experiences it has movies those in real airs are monitors for your eyes okay they do have android software that they pair with that they can do all kinds of shenanigans and cool stuff because you can do more things on android you're freer to do things yeah. than you can on the ios system um but the Reviews are like so-so. Okay. Well, so let's think. Let me come back around to the question, and then I'll I'll uh, qualify it with the let's go at let's go uh, agnostic of hardware for a second, and just think about the VR experience of having that stuff with you on your head, immersive from that standpoint. Does that change, like for you, as you think about the future of? consuming the kind of media that your you know tv shows and movies and some of the does that having access to that kind of platform does that excite you at all or is that still are those media still kind of never going to join together never be seen in the same way i think if you want an answer to that question you should look at youtube i think content if if that if, if someone can provide us a technology to be immersive, content will change around that. Okay. Okay. And YouTube, I think, is the best example. We all people our age remember YouTube when it was I posted a funny photo or a funny video and a bunch of people saw it. YouTube today is full channels full of people at home, mm -hmm. right? Making mm -hmm. content I subscribe to that I check my recs on every day, if not every hour. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTube. I um, fought you, YouTube too. Premium for a really long time. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm a proud family premium subscriber. Yeah. And um and everything about the content on YouTube exists because of YouTube and how it works and what the internet is. It YouTube is not filled with uh uh cop shows. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think the future of any kind of immersive content won't be YouTubers. I, I hope not because hey guys in 3D might be too scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well it's it, it, so it'll it's, just be something else. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it's been interesting. The kids will figure it out. The uh, the well, yeah, yeah. Um the you know, like the 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 uh the Google Maps app where you can pull all the way out to where you're in space and you can see space on either side and you're still looking at the globe. 
That, that's pretty impressive. Like it, just cool. in just in that moment, now you start drilling in on the maps and listen. A Google Map looks great. You know, go being able to go down and see your house at whatever resolution it is on a screen is fine. In VR, it's terrible. Like I, that's my impression of like, oh uh, yeah, this is like uh, this is this is not good resolution. Like the uh, resolution's not very. Good. No, no, no. It's not well, especially when it's that close to your eyes, right? Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, it, it is, you know, we saw this big, um, this big jump in companies like Peloton when the pandemic started and in, in providing this immersive workout experience, even though it's still flat screens, not, not VR from that standpoint, but they trying to change the rules on workouts. VR has got some workout capabilities in it as some things that you can do. And I think that's actually, I think that's a, very, a great thing for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very practical yeah. application I, I, for it. I've been using VR since the 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 beta Oculus headsets and I had an HTC Vive and um I have to say I was a little bit more excited about it then than I am now. Um <laughs> but what I found was and what got me excited was I was like, "Oh, this this is going to be about experience. It's not going to be about games." Yeah. And there's plenty of fun games to be had, but it seems to me that it's going to be like I, I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that I, uh, companies are getting around to it. But I sort of predicted five years ago. I was like, "Oh my gosh, every Disney and Marvel movie that comes out is going to have an accompanying free app for VR." Because you know, I mean, they did it in the Nintendo days, and they made right. the world's worst Nintendo games, and they did right. it for every movie. Like, why wouldn't they do it for VR? And they still haven't really gotten around to that. No. But you'd think that they would do like a ten-minute experience for every new Pixar movie that comes out especially Pixar, they got the models already, right? Yeah. It's kind well, of translates somehow. And I would think about, they would film some of those in three, in not 3d, but in yeah, 360, 360. 360, right. They would, some of that, like just get some cameras out, film some of the stuff in 360, make a mini movie for it's it. It's great promotion. It. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. kids would love that. Have you, did you watch the Top Gun vignette about the stunt in the newest Mission Impossible movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, I did. Yes. It was the greatest yeah. trailer for promotion yeah. for a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. There's yeah. no way you can watch that and not guarantee to go see that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the kind of cool stuff that they should do. Well, it's I like, I don't want to, cause I'm 50. I don't want to be that guy. That's like, I can never, I mean, even though uncle Marv is, he says, yeah, I'm a boomer. I'm a boomer too. Can't stand VR. I'm I'm really trying to give it a run. Like I I want to you know knowing that we're still in the early days. My my youngest son is he does these VR parties. He is you know he's kind of become a I'll say a local celebrity in VR. You know he does these he DJs these events. He's got he has every available body suit type you know fitting so you know, legs and knees and arms and elbows and a body thing, you know, that, that fits. Uh-huh. he's really, really into it. And he, um, I mean, he says, dad, like, it's like a real community for him. And it is That's cool, right for him. He goes That's out cool. there. He's got a lot of friends on it. It's primary for them. It's primary social. Like, yeah, they kind of game on it, but for him, it's like getting like, it's like him going to the bar. Like, you know, for us, uh-huh. like when we used to go out, VR is them going out. They hang out. They talk to each the other. The metaverse is popping up everywhere. You yeah. know, Fortnite's the metaverse. I get on Fortnite and I play with my friends, and we really do it more to just talk and hang out and make jokes. <laughs> and it, it and it's it's all this yeah. stuff is, and you know, we wouldn't do it if it didn't work. 
Right. Right. Like right. if I didn't actually get what I wanted out of it, which is like, I get to hear my friend tell me a story and make me laugh. Like if, if all that didn't work, then I wouldn't play it. Yeah. But it does work. Yeah. I think that's proof. So it's all happening. Maybe slower yeah. than we expected. Tech, tech shoots up and then yeah. levels off and then yeah. shoots up. Every, I guess it levels off every time somebody says it's time to make money from this. <laughs> yeah. So we actually have to make some money. One of the nice things, so the the Meta the MetaQuest Two uh, wirelessly connects Wi Fi six to this new computer that I built. That's why I built. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's crazy. And is so it I, a direct connection or does it go through? It goes through uh, the Wi Fi access point. Uh, no, it's direct. Direct connects for the PC. So okay, so that's how it's a little bit faster. Yeah, 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 and it's pretty to do great. Without a wire is wild. And I could, yeah. And it's, I, it, I, I didn't believe it at first. I was like, it, I don't know if this is really going to work. And I, <laughs> right. I, I logged in, I was on my PC and it's got bottom facing cameras. So I can drop the controllers and just use my hands as controllers in a little pinch or push yeah. or right. And in theory, I could bring up a web browser and watch channels. I could bring up my channels, TV mm-hmm. stuff and watch it there. The resolution isn't the best still that way. It's not it's like, not. Yeah, yeah, it's still not the best, but it's still pretty good. And it would be a way for me to, if I wanted to watch something on there, watch TV, I mean, basically just using my PC. I was upstairs, by the way, the Wi Fi 6E did not make it from upstairs to downstairs. That <laughs> so uh, I'll have to kind of think about that or getting a router or some of those kinds of things. But it was, it, it's been interesting. I'm not going to give up on it. This is one of those things like, no, I'm going to have to force myself into it. I have to think like, okay, I'm going to use my headset tonight for some things to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. But I think we're getting to that point where it's, it could be a, I mean, it could be a mainstream thing. One of the crazy things that happened to me is after, so I joined the meta app and then about 15 or 20 friends from work all joined with me. Like they, because they were given their kids. Uh-huh. These, these headsets right and then oh, they yeah, were logging christmas. in for their kids yeah for christmas that could be like i remember a christmas experience in and maybe it was maybe it was a phone that got real popular at christmas maybe it was an iphone that all of a sudden everybody got or was available i can't remember which one but it could just take one or two of those experiences right where all of a sudden it's out there and it creates a creates some momentum or something and yeah folks start jumping in so well it's hard these people's targets these companies targets are like unless 200 million people daily use it it's not a success right (laughs) i I, that's why we're so happy at channels yeah to be like we don't have to please 200 million people i so i wish i could show you this now john so um i'm looking i use home assistant as my kind of my dashboard in the at, it controls all the home automation at the house. And uh, so I have a dashboard that has all the important things to me on it. And one of them is I keep the uh, the shield is on it. And right now, as I'm looking at the shield on the home assistant dashboard, it says channels DVR. Couldn't, nice. have, been, <laughs> couldn't have been any better timing. Sarah's, uh, Sarah's watching something. I can't see what she's watching, but I can see right now <laughs> she's using the, the channels uh, DVR. And so, John, thanks for all your work on this. I know you guys are a small team, but you're small but mighty over there. It seems like you guys get a lot of stuff done in a year. I mean, I was just look going through the show, the uh, release notes, and it just seems like 
you are, are you sure it's just a few of you? You say that every time I'm on here. It's uh, just three sure? of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You guys, I, 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 you guys are massively productive. I think. Well, we know? all have, um, we, we all have our own focuses, but at the same time, we all work together, and we've all been we've been doing this stuff for a long time. Whether it's just writing software in general or maintaining yeah. things, and so, um, and we enjoy it. Well, I think that that goes a long way. That matters. Like when you really, you know, it's uh, how long have you been? You said five, six years. How old's the product? Seven now? years. It seven. was seven years ago in November yeah. that we shipped the first version of channels, which is kind of crazy. I think it's really hard to maintain. Like, you know, eventually you start like going, you know, I, I work in a space where <laughs> I that, that, that still happens. Yeah, I work with the same customers all the time, right? You know, I have the very uh-huh. enthusiastic ones. I know them by name. I'm sure you, you've you got users out there you know by name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're very passionate. In fact, they're more passionate than you are <laughs> about it at times, you know. And at some point, you're like, oh, how, how much longer? How much longer are we going to do this thing? You 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 mentioned oh, last question. You you mentioned, you know, there's there's certainly a demographic that is using DVRs. DVR software, right? Not sure the kids are thinking about how to set up a DVR box or they're they, buying. They don't it. even know what it is. No, like, no, I don't, I don't. I don't know if anybody's told you this. Yeah. So from an as you twenty year olds don't know what a DVR is. No, no, they don't even care. They're like, "Can I get it on yeah. an app? Is it on an app? I just want. No, why would I record it? Do, why, what, what is? Why do I have to record it? Does that keep you awake at night thinking about that? Like, I mean, are we going to age out on some of these things and they'll just go away? I mean, is that? Do you think about that? It, that's what happens to everything. Mm. All you can do is there's, there's, there's other things. I don't know. I mean, you know, like if, if I had, you know, I'd probably more, more worried about it if I had a thousand employees to be responsible for. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes it a little bit easier. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Last question from the chat. Uh, Uncle Marv said he came in late. Uh, he's in the Roku space channels. Didn't we do this the last time? Maybe, maybe we're never going to do a Roku app ever. We're never, ever going to do a Roku app. Why not? That's because Roku's business models, not like doesn't work well with ours. Their, 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 their devices are even, um, less powerful than fire sticks. Mm. Uh, their, their writing code for them is not even close and doesn't even share anything with what we write. We share a lot of code between the Android app and the iOS app. You can't share any of it on Roku. That doesn't work on a team of three. Okay. The other thing is, is the hardware is not powerful enough to decode MPEG-2. That's just not going to happen. And the final thing is, is that Roku shakes people down and we're mm. not going to be part of it. And we just <laughs> don't think it's a very good system. I yeah. get that a lot of people have Roku TVs out there. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. But, you know, and maintaining another app, like, the, the, the Roku answer is the same answer we have for everything because people are asking us for a Tizen version and a WebOS version and an Xbox yeah. version. And the answer is the same for everything. It's we're not building new clients right now. We have enough. Yeah. We've got our hands full as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Now that- and we think the platforms that we were on now are pretty good. 
Yeah. And that's a lot. And, in, 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 you know, Uncle Marv does say, darn, I didn't choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you bought a Roku, you're only out about $27. So yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Well, and if it's embedded in the TV, you could buy yeah. another thing. You just thing, plug it right? in. Yeah. yeah just yeah, like, it, I mean, nobody should be using any of the smarts in their TV. They're generally not very good. Yeah, the, the I did buy the TV I bought for the deck has the fire built into it, and it works. It actually works pretty good. It is mm-hmm. slow. Let's let's be honest. You you fire that thing up, and you wait, yeah. and you because I it, it's so I dual purpose the TV. It's my it's a TV I use on the treadmill, and because I'm never on the treadmill and on the deck at the same time. I you know so I can you, take when a, you move it to the treadmill. And yeah, then you I just move pick it, to... it up. I just pick it up. It's on a mount that they share the same mount. So I just pick it up and take it out to the deck because I would what never about leave it on the everything deck. In? No, it's just one. It's just one plug. I have a plug that comes right to the spot. Wi-Fi. Yeah, it's Wi-Fi. Just turn it on. It's super easy. But it's oh, you're right. It's TV, is it? Yeah, it's a 32 inch. Oh, that's not very big. No, and it's super light. Like. Oh, TVs, yeah. <laughs> I almost it almost falls out of my hands. Yeah, I, I don't understand how even the display can be that light. You can carry, I know, right? The plastic that's in the display should weigh more. I think it has anti gravity stuff in it because <laughs> I carry it under one arm like this, and I'm afraid it's going to go flying out of my hands and float off to the neighbor's house. <laughs> so it's just crazy. Uh, it's just crazy how how light those stuff are. Well, John, thanks for. Taking the time, I know you've got some. You're 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 down south. You got some construction projects going on. You're you're working this weekend. You're out of your you're out of your normal routine. So thanks for taking some time to be on here. Uh, yeah, tonight. absolutely. Um, I, if it's if you if you need to, I can let you go and I'll close this show up, or you can hang around and we can do a little post show with some questions. What 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 do you have time for? I'm gonna roll tonight because I've got a friend waiting in another room. Oh, and, um, he's been nice enough to, he's wow. here to help me out. Well, thank him. Thank him for me, <laughs> would you, for, for letting me keep you an hour and a half. I appreciate it, John. Thanks no for coming on. We'll yep. leave you to your, Absolutely. Uh, to your and let me know next time uh, you yeah. want to do this. I always yeah. enjoy it. You're great. No, it's always, it's always great to have you. Thanks, John. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate thank you. It. You bet. Take Bye. care. Be safe. Thanks. Couple reminders uh, on the way out uh, before we do this. A uh, couple reminders on the way out. One is if you want to join us in the Patreon group, thanks for doing. By the way, John, thanks again for doing that. It's always great. I just love chatting with him. He's he is super fun and a good friend of the network. And uh, and I, I, of course, I hope you know uh, I'm a you know I'm a channel's customer and and really enjoy it. It works out really well for the stuff that I do. Works even better for Sarah uh, behind the scenes. So. Uh, I like it. And if you're not, if you haven't given it a try, you should. Uh, it's it's pretty great. Some pretty great stuff. You want to join us in the Patreon group? Head out to theaverageguy.tv slash Patreon. If you want to join us in the Discord group, theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. I think I'm going to start a bourbon group in the Discord. We've got a cigars, so it doesn't get very met, very much conversation, but maybe we could do bourbon and cigars in the Discord. I don't know. What do you guys think? out there. Although I'll be honest, not many, <laughs> there's not many in that group that do that. So maybe it's not, maybe it's not worth the time to get that done uh, or, or to get out there um, and do that. Big thanks to Christian over. In fact, I think Christian's on next week. Let's take a peek here. Yeah. Christian's with us next week. You're going to want to be here. We, uh, well, Bob says, heck yeah, on the bourbon. So, um, so um, Bob, maybe I change it to cigars and bourbon in the discord group i'll get that done a little bit later tonight and uh we can we can have that conversation 
Um, Christian's on next week. We're going to talk about uh, LastPass and Bit and Bitwarden <laughs> and some of the things that are going on in that uh, password management space. He he felt like that was a good conversation to have. So Christian will be joining us next week. That's the 19th of January, 2023. Ryan and Bob are fresh, uh, fresh off of um, CES. They'll be here the week after. And then Uncle Marv is coming in on the 2nd of February to join us. So we've got some shows lined up. If you're listening to the recorded version of this, I'd sure love to have you come out and join us live. It's just Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. You know how this works. You listen every week. Why not come out on a Thursday night and join us? Seven Mountain, six Pacific. I know it's easy. It's a little early for you West Coast folks, but I'd love to, I'd love to have you come out and join us live. And uh, and and be a part of the conversation. We've got a lot of a lot of fun stuff um, going. Got some plans for twenty twenty three. I don't know what they are, but there's some plans coming up. Having a good time with this, and uh, and appreciate uh, you guys and all that you do to make sure this uh, this works and works well. We are live every Thursday, eight p.m. Central, nine Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Would love to have you and you a part of it. Thanks for everybody who came out, Uncle Marv. Brian, Bob, producer Bob, Jay for coming. Oh, Jay said he'd he'd join in bourbon for sure. So yeah, well, Bob says smoky, smoky things. Yeah, maybe that'll maybe that'll up that uh, that channel a little bit in our Discord group if we add bourbon to the cigars uh, channel a little bit. Maybe it's a little more common. I think it, uh, I think it is as well. Um, come out and join us live. So oh, Bob, Uncle Marv, Joe. Uh, was out there. Uh, Jay, thanks for coming out. Tony, a little bit earlier. Uh, Ken, uh, always, always the first. Ken is always the first. I don't think anybody can beat Ken to the to the evening, guys, he says in the chat room each week. Uh, he's out um, before everybody. If you're listening live uh, and you got any questions for me, you can throw this in chat. I'll stay around for a smidgen of post show. Uh, with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.